Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. This is the Jack and John podcast. We're recording our first episode today. Uh, I'm John Walker, and this is my good friend and brother, Jack Easton. Uh, We're going to introduce ourselves and and just give you the point of why we're doing this today. So, Jack, tell us about you. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I have to say I'm a little nervous today, and I typically don't consider myself a nervous person because I've been on the stage in, on a platform in front of people for so long, so much of my life, uh, in the ministry, uh, most of my life, and uh, preaching, singing, in a singing group, just out there, you know. And uh, so this little uh, episode that we're starting now uh, is, is, a, is a new uh, new thing for me. We're so. barely starting. You're already insulting it by calling it little. A little episode, yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I have uh, actually lived in many, many, many places because in the ministry you travel around uh, in different churches because um, I guess that's just the nature of, of ministry in a church. And so uh, I've been in many, many states. I would tell people the reason that I've lived in so many states is because when they find I live there, I have to move. But um, now I've retired and uh, so my retirement is back with my children and with my grandchildren. And uh, life is different for me now. Uh, I don't shave as often as I used to shave. Uh, I cut he doesn't my hair bathe as often as he I, I don't. Yeah, I eat more than I used to eat. Uh, I don't know if I've gone to pot or uh, if uh, things have gotten uh, better. But uh, I've had some wonderful conversations with people, and that's what I want to do, I think, as we yeah. gather together here as often as we do, whenever we do, uh, is just maybe um, try to talk about things that we've learned in our lives that could be a help to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things I want to emphasize, you, you know, we're just two guys that have gone through life and had some experience, and um, Jack's had a lot more experience than I have. <laughs> But, you know, it's not about us and it's not about that. Um, I want this to be a conversation. Um, part of why I approached Jack to do this is because we've got so many distractions in, in this world and so many things that uh, draw our attention away from our Maker and our Creator. Um, and just the, the very nature of that idea of being created creates a sense of responsibility. I mean, because... I don't make anything unintentionally. I make mistakes, but when I'm creating something, it's with intention. It's got a purpose. There's something I want to do with that, and there's something I want to get back from that. And I believe that's the same way it is with us. I think God created us with purpose. John, what I've known of you is that you 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 are a giver. You give, give, give. I I uh, uh, wanted to share just a little bit about you. Um, in sincerity, not to build you up or pump you up, but just in sincerity, a little bit how I feel about you and what you do. John uh, wears many hats in my life. And gloves. Uh, yeah, and gloves. Oh, oh boy. Uh, we, you'll see what that comment was in just a second. But John, uh, first of all, is my friend. Uh, I met him uh, in my life. He was a, a singer uh, that's how I kind of met you because you were doing a project right. with J.D. Miller, who was in a group that I traveled with producing mm-hmm. music. And so I met you there. Then when I became the the worship director at 
Mount Pleasant Christian Church, lo and behold, you were a member there and you were in the choir and you were in a gospel group that I sang in with you. And so now we're singing yeah. together. And uh, then you're a doctor, you're a medical doctor, and you became my family doctor. And um, so you uh, are all those things. But most of all, uh, such a tremendous Christian brother that like iron sharpens iron sharpens me because of your knowledge of the word, your experience in Christ, and just your willingness to serve. So I've really appreciated you in so many ways in my life. Well, Jack, I feel the same way. I feel the same way about you. Um, although I, I wouldn't give you a pair of gloves and ask you to check anything. No, right. no, no. So, no. Um, <laughs> you can edit uh, that later. No, when I first met Jack, um, I knew of him as a guy who'd been in JD's singing group. And uh, Jack was just a great guy, and um, he and JD always had good stories. We'd run into each other at praise gathering or the North American Christian Convention. And uh, my favorite early story uh, of Jack Easton is uh, we were at the North American Christian Convention in St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, J.D. Miller uh, says, hey, let's go get something to eat. You know, of course, the, the evening session doesn't get over until like 10, 10.30, something like that. We were hungry. We were hungry. Yeah. And there was no place in, in downtown St. Louis that was open except a couple of bars. We couldn't do that. No. Well, but we did. I mean, we went into <laughs> we went into this bar, and all the people in the bar, I mean, there might have been a couple of folks in there that, that weren't with the North American, but pretty much everybody in there was from this Christian convention. And they take us to this back room. It was the only thing that was left open, and we pretty much had the room, like, to ourselves. And, and it was J.D. and Jack and myself and my wife, Amy. Uh, I think that was it. I don't think anybody else Probably. was with us. Mm-hmm. And um, J.D. and Jack are just telling their stories about being on the road, and and we're just cracking up. And and again, remember at this time, I know J.D. or I know Jack as J.D.'s friend who used to sing with him. Mm -hmm. And and uh, you know he's discovered that I'm a doctor at this point, and you know my wife was a school teacher, and now she's raising the kids, and just kind of getting to know each other. And then my wife pauses and says, "So Jack, Jack, what do you do?" And, you know, Jack is, pulls down from the, I'm telling these jokes and I'm smiling, cracking up and everything. He brings it down, puts on his serious face. And, well, I'm a minister. <laughs> 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 and my wife thinks this is just another joke. And she starts <laughs> laughing. No, no, really. What do you do? And uh, that was my first introduction to Jack Easton as a pastor. Um, and but you know that's a beautiful example. I don't bring that up to make fun of Jack, but just it, part <laughs> of the reason why we connect is because he's authentic. I mean, he's a real guy. One of and, the um, greatest compliments that I can get, and I've had several people say this: they'll get to know me a little bit for some amount of time, and then they find out that I'm a minister. Yeah. And uh, the compliment is, "Boy, you don't remind me of a minister." Or you don't act like a minister. They just don't see it. I say, well, well, that's because your image of a minister is staid, formal, uh, serious-minded. And I, I'm serious, but I also believe laughter doeth good as a medicine. And, and I like to laugh. And I like to tell stories. And I like to tell jokes. And I like to get laughed at. 
I like to laugh at. I, it's just uh, something that I enjoy yeah. in life. I think God uh, gave Jesus a sense of humor. I yeah. I am tickled when he says, um, uh, you look at someone with a splinter in his eye when you have a log in your eye. I think yeah. that's kind of comical. Yeah. So there's things that are like... You're like a blind man who walks into a ditch, you know, uh, because it, it's some, some comical things. So I don't think that it's uh, sacrilegious or irreligious or bad of a minister to want to have a little fun and laugh. No, and, no and, not at all. So well, as, as we go on with our, our podcast, the, um, the big thing we want to do is get to know you. We want you to get to know us. And most important, we want everybody to get to know Jesus um, and to know, you know, what, what this is all about. And I'm like this. I don't mean this podcast. I, I mean life. Um, when Jack came back to Greenwood uh, after he retired, I was so, so pleased uh, to have him closer. Because um, he'd been gone for, what, 10 years? 10 years, a little over 10 years. A little years. over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I just felt like, this man has too much wisdom and experience to just let him sit in retirement. I mean, as good as that might sound, it's like we've got to do something. And, uh, and I think this is a great venue because, well, it just is. We can do it on our time. We can do the recording. We say something stupid. Mike can snap it out of there. and um, Could be the shortest you know, podcast in it history. It could be. You never know. <laughs> So, so let me tell you what I did last night, <laughs> just just to break in on you. Uh, I, I, grandpa, that's what I am. So I went over to my daughter's house because, see if I could help her with the birthday party that's going on today with two of her children. She has six. Mm. Uh, one adopted, one stepchild, and four of her own. And two of those kids are having a birthday party today, and they were going to have a Nerf gun war. And they had some balloons they were going to blow up. Well, I was deciding that I would have a little more fun than that with the balloon. So I brought out a water balloon, oh. and I told the kids. Was this in the, the kids, house? This, yeah, I told the kids oh. to use this outside the house, oh, and eventually that developed into a, um, yeah, quite a mess. Uh, at the and and my daughter looked at me with this <laughs> eye, and I said, you know, basically I'm just paying you back for everything that you did to me when you were a child. And so we we they had so much fun with the water balloons, though. What do you think? Should I take a whole barrel of water balloons to the party today? It is outside, yes. <laughs> cold? Too cold? No, no. I mean, just uh, she might kill you if it's inside. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a wonderful conversation yeah. with her best friend. and Her husband uh, was there, and the, something came up about um, marriage and uh, some of the problems of marriage. And I, I enjoyed last night not only having fun with water balloons and the kids, but also just talking about um, what is forgiveness, what is repentance, when something happens in a couple's life that kind of causes a bump along the road of the marriage. And so that was a great, great opportunity just to do that in that setting. Enjoyed it very much. Yeah. So very good. Very good. So one of the things we want to talk about today in our first episode is just the why, uh, the reason why we want to do this. um, And also the, the bigger why Um, you know, why are we here? We touched on that a little bit about, you know, being created by God and God having a purpose for us. Um, But what really kind of deep in my gut inspired me with this is um, I feel like we live in a pretty dark world. 
Um, you know, I tell my patients all the time, we live in an amazing time because we've got these therapies and things that we can do. I've got patients who are alive today because of things that we didn't have 20 and 30 years ago. Um, and the, the world is different because of that. You know, you, you get, a, I have a fellow that had an aortic aneurysm and um, he got a stent to fix that. Um, that's relatively new. I mean, years ago, you had to have a major surgery for that. And years before that, you just died. So we've got these amazing things that are happening in our world in terms of technologies and skills and just knowledge of accumulation over time. And you would get the idea that we would be progressing and getting better. And, and, but morally and spiritually, that's not what you see. You see so much decay and um, just heartbreaking and gut-wrenching things. And, um, and people start questioning life. And you, you look at, for example, during this pandemic, you know, Las Vegas um, opened their schools earlier than a lot of people because of the suicide rate. These kids are being isolated and not able to go to school and they've fallen into despair and not finding a purpose or a reason to live. That's dark. That mm -hmm. is gut-wrenching. And um, so part of our focus here is just that. Let's get focused. We, we can focus on the dark things. We can focus on the confusion, the pandemonium, the pandemic, the chaos, politics, you name it. Uh, but we need to turn our focus to Christ. Well, it's interesting you say that because um, you say the why are we doing this and very, very well spoke why. Uh, but I thought as you were speaking, uh, Jesus came to die. Yeah. But it wasn't dark. No. That was his purpose, but it wasn't dark. He, um, he was going to die for the sins of the world. He was going to come and bring peace uh, to the world. That's what, uh, you know, on that day that he was born... Uh, the angels cried out, uh, glory to God, peace on earth to, to those that he is well pleased. And it's kind of an amazing thing to me that the people around Jesus that knew him the best as he was headed toward the cross, the death that he was going to die, they didn't get it. They didn't understand. As a matter of fact, the last time that he went into Jerusalem, he told them specifically that he was going to be turned over to the scribes and to the, the high priest, and he was going to be turned over to Gentiles, and they were going to scourge him, they were going to beat him, and they were going to crucify him. But on the third day, he was going to raise again. And they didn't understand. They didn't understand how Jesus, the Son of God, was going to die a criminal's death. But he was going to die for us. He was going to die for our sins. And John, the interesting thing about that to me is, if you look at that story in the Bible... That very moment, the mother of uh, James and John comes and asks Jesus if her sons can sit on his right and left in glory. Now, I'm thinking that they wanted a crown when Jesus was talking about a cross. Yeah. I'm thinking that a lot of times when we suffer and when we struggle, when life is really, really hard, rather than realizing that it's through the death of Christ that we one day are promised the crown, Right now, sometimes we're going to suffer. Yeah. Sometimes we're going to get COVID. Sometimes we're going to die. Uh, 
Um, it, it, it's a hard, hard world. But without a cross, there isn't a crown. Yeah. And without a death, there isn't a life. He rose again. And without Jesus, there isn't any hope or purpose. And that's why I think we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So that we can give hope to people beyond this world. Hope in the suffering. Hope in the struggle. But also hope of a crown one day when all that's done away with. Was that too hard? That, that was beautiful, Jack. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. So, you know, as we progress through this thing, as we record more episodes, uh, we're going to be touching on subjects like this. Uh, we're going to be hitting on things that are distractions for us, things that are, um, you know, dark, things that turn our eyes away from Christ, uh, with the idea of how do we bring that focus back? How do we train ourselves to look to the light instead of focusing on the things that that aren't going right? How do we see Jesus in the midst of persecution or suffering or in the midst of things not going our way? Um, that's what we want to focus on. I want to thank you guys for watching or for listening. Um, we're going to be available on you know as many things as we can with this. And we thank you for also sharing. Uh, if you like us on Facebook, uh, Jack and John Podcast, our website is jackandjohnpodcast.com. And just thanks for listening. Uh, we hope to see you again next time.